Hey there, lovebirds and lone wolves. It's your favorite sexpert, Stephanie Smith, and we're about to take a joyride through the wild world of sex and relationships. So buckle up, because we're going to laugh, learn, and maybe even blush a little as we uncover the secrets to kick-ass sex life. So grab your headphones and get ready for some scandalous stories, quirky advice, and a whole lot of laughs. Welcome to Let's Talk About Sex with me, Stephanie Smith, the podcast that's about to make your ears blush. Hello, this is Stephanie with the Gilston, and I'm here with SOS Dead Bedrooms, Shiloh Hobby, and I love your O. How are you, Shiloh? I'm great. How are you today, Stephanie? I am great. I am great. I'm having a, it was a fabulous weekend. How was your weekend? Oh, very good. It's been very nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I love beautiful, relaxing weekends. Um, well, I want to thank all of our listeners who've been following us and listening to our dead bedrooms. And I want to thank all of our new listeners uh, for following us and coming in, at least listening to an, a podcast, see if you like it. Uh, our podcast is about dead bedrooms and that would be sexless bedrooms. People are not having sex in the bedrooms. <clears throat> and I am noticing a huge trend of a little shift of where we're finding that more, there's a lot of men that are not um, sexually or sexless in the bedroom where I think that probably a time we would have thought that more women would be, but I've been reading a lot. I don't know about you, what you've been reading, but Shiloh, gosh, we've got these young, young kids in their twenties and, you know, in sexless bedrooms, married and in sexless bedrooms. I mean, what do you think? It's crazy. I, I do think it goes. I, I do think that it does go both ways. It's not it's not a gender specific role, so to speak. I mean, just because you would think that it's more men that, you know, there is that whole thing that stigmatism that it's men that want sex all the time. But, you know, there's just as many women out there that like sex. Exactly. So, yes, I, I, I am a strong I'm a firm believer that there's someone for everyone and being yes. honest about what it is that you are, are looking for is, you know, and what you, what you want and what your expectation of sex is the very important, but I'm going to let you get to the question here to the situation. So we can, we can. Actually, I was really enjoying what you were saying because it kind of brings us to this one, this particular uh, issue, this dead bedroom. So this person's like, is it really fucking selfish. No, it's really fucking selfish to get into a relationship when you have major baggage. I cannot agree more. So you don't even want to deal with the shit that yourself, why would anyone else? And then to pretend like you're normal and have a normal self-esteem the first few months due to whatever, uh, maybe to even trick your partner into staying with you. It is so fucked up. 
Uh, if depression and low self-esteem have always kept you from having a normal sex life, then work on that shit before dump, jumping into another relationship. Or at the very least, find another LL, low libido person to be miserable or I guess content with you. And I love that because <clears throat> I know uh, people who have gotten in to, I've had my own personal experiences of people bringing old baggage in and it just doesn't, it's just bad all around, you know, it doesn't help anybody. And, you know, and if somebody's actually worked on themselves before they've met you, you know, it sounds like this person might've had a bad experience. I mean, it's, it's pretty, you know, it's kind of not cool that you, you don't work on yourself and your own personal issues before you decide to, you know, bring someone else into your life. Oh, I heart, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I, I, I definitely think that you need to work on yourself. You need to spend, you need to spend some time alone with yourself to not only lose that baggage, but to, you know, heal yourself, to find the way, find how you need to love yourself and what you need to love yourself. And, reevaluate, you know, where you're at in your life and learn, just fall in love with yourself again first, and then go and find somebody else. And find what you like, because if you don't know what you like, right, okay, you know, and if you've been so hurt from your last previous relationship, then it's better to heal and then figure out what's most important for you. And then in your new relationship, and stick with what you know is going to work for you instead of getting in something that isn't healthy or they have a low libido and you have a high libido, whatever it is, right? Yes, absolutely. You need to have those conversations. And, you know, it really does come down to the communication and not talking. So I just want to kind of put this back on this person too. I mean, obviously a little bit smarter going into this, you know, for whatever's going to happen, but, you know, sorry you were due, but what kind of conversation did you have about this? I mean, I know he says that it was fine for the first few months, but, you know, how long did you take to actually get to know this person before you just tried to jump into bed? And make sex the expectation or, you know, like, did you get to know this person? You know, because there is more to a relationship than sex. At the same time, it's a huge part of it. And I believe that there is somebody that is compatible with everybody. You can find somebody that has the same, like, I just want to have sex once a month. That's mm -hmm. Like, okay, then, you know, there's somebody that wants that. They're okay with that. Yeah. And that's a conversation. And I mean, to me, you know, if you're into just enjoying each other and not into a relationship, then I don't believe that conversation needs to happen. But if you're going to plan on being with someone for any length of period of time, I think that conversation about what expectations in the bedroom is definitely something that should be on the table. Because if you're not matched, why are you in a relationship, why are you going to stay in a relationship? And, You're only both going to get frustrated. And did you know? And did you not have these conversations prior to even getting into your relationship? Because you know, so many people don't talk about it. They don't talk openly about sex and have the whole conversation to actually know that 
all right, you know, this is, this is what I want, you know, in the, I, I do feel like in the dating world, you know, there's a lot of people complaining. There's a lot of women complaining because they're getting dick pics from men. Well, okay. But, you know, like, I mean, I just, you know, I guess that, you know, what kind of, how are you dating is, is my thought on this. You know, how are you dating? What kind of expectations did you, did you go into in this? And, you know, you knew that this person was fresh out of a relationship. At least I would hope that you had this conversation enough to know how, how long they'd been single. Uh, well, I, I think, uh, just so you know, I get a lot of dick pics. I just don't know why, but <laughs> people like send them. They want me to, you know, rate it. Can you rate it for me? It's like, I feel like, um, I know women are not like this, but I do have this sense that men have, uh, feel like their penis needs to be rated because they're very self-conscious about the size, shape, and um, if women will be appreciative of it. So I do think that's a very interesting topic, probably for another day, but <laughs> very good topic. Um, and I think that, you know, I think that things are changing and shifting. And I think that, you know, like you said, it, you know, it does, I don't think if somebody I was going, I was talking to all of a sudden started sending it to me without us having any sex or anything or any kind of, I would be offended. Right. But I think that, you know, I mean, randomly, whatever. I mean, guys are just into that. And I think the dating scene for a lot of people, is just, it's just gotten too a little bit crazy, you know, a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy. Exactly. Um, anyway, so I think that uh, we did a good job at like, you know, talking about this yeah. one and, and that people kind of fix their relationship or fix themselves, get to know themselves and know what works for them. And so that they can, you know, love on another person and really have a, a very amazing relationship. If you both are working hard on yourselves, you both could have an amazing relationship. Well, and you know what? And absolutely. And, you know, just to kind of, you know, to add on to that, I mean, you know, that loving yourself and not putting that on your, your partner that to expect them to make you happy it's not their job to make you happy. It's your own job to be happy. So if you're not happy, you need to figure out what, what you need to do to make yourself happy. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it is no one's responsibility to do that. And it really, you're supposed to find happiness yourself. Your partner's supposed to um, just make it even better, better, you know, by loving right. you, giving you love, kissing on, you know, whatever, showing you intimacy, mm -hmm. doing things you know, service, if it's your love language, whatever it is, acts of service, whatever it may be. Um, but it's just so healthy. It's just, a. I think that we're, we're finding more and more people s deciding to stay single because they're finding that there's not a lot of healthy people out there and they don't want to get stuck in the middle of drama and chaos, you know? I mean, people want simple lives. They don't want, life's already hard. We want, no one wants more drama and chaos in their lives from someone's old baggage that they haven't got rid of. So, right. you know, it's time to kick that stuff to the curb and start uh, having successful relationships, you know? Yes.
All right. Well, let's move on to our next dead bedroom. Um, so this person, I call my boyfriend Googling, not interested in sex. Well, my 21 year old, um, she's 21, uh, and he is 29 and it's a third boyfriend and they've been together for eight months. So they've been together a little, I mean, so at the beginning of our relationship, I was an alcoholic and made a lot of mistakes, but ultimately he decided to stick with me and helped me with my sobriety. I am so grateful for that. Um, I went on his phone and Googled something earlier. And the first thing that popped up on his safari was not interested in sex. What to do? Should I bring this up? We used to have sex four or more times a week. <clears throat> he honestly, he would mostly initiate and he would always go down on me. After we moved in together, he was, um, he has probably initiated probably twice in three months. And that was only after I complained. Whenever I bring it up, he has an excuse. He claims it was the stress. So I worked hard to help him with everything. Then when I asked him, he claimed that it's my timing or he feels gross. I feel so confused. I feel like he resents me for my past alcoholism. I feel way too young to be having a dead bedroom. Also, when I bring it up, we have sex that day and the next day and then never again. It feels so forced. He lazily eats me out for maybe a minute, then have sex with me and then had sex with me. He doesn't kiss me or touch me lovingly or anything. Um, get the hell out of there. I bought that screams. What in the world? I mean, what a lead on, what a come on. What is he trying to cover up? Because... Everything was fine until they moved in together. Once they moved in together, it was all good. She was 21. She's an alcoholic. She obviously has a lot that she needs to heal from. He was obviously taking advantage of this. He's so much older than her. I mean, everything about it is just such like, he's just trying to control her. And, you know, yeah. she's somebody that's easy to control. And I mean, I hate to say it like that, but... That's exactly, you know, what that situation is. That's a power. That's get out of there, sunshine. You deserve way better than that. But also too, you know, there, you know, exactly what you said about her being, an, you know, an alcoholic and I'm, you know, that could have, you know, caused a big issue with, you know, uh, him after, you know, maybe he didn't think it was such a big deal. And then later on it became such a big deal, you know, you know, but it would just seem that. And, and it slowed down after they moved in together. Well, so. It just seems like there's, you know, it, it, there's a lot of red flags with that one. It needs to, but she yeah. needs to, you know, if she's an alcoholic. Um, she needs to take some time to heal herself. And yes. To, not let something like this revert her back into drinking because kind of situation right. could be a huge trigger for her. Yes, it, it oh. is. And, and the thing about, uh, uh, you know, going to Alcoholics Anonymous and Bill W, you know, they always say that it's best to not be in a relationship the first year so that you can kind of get your life together and figure some things out right. because, there's a lot you need to, to right. So. You need to take that time to heal, you know, to heal yourself and 
get your life, you know, on track and figure out where it is that you're going with your own life before you're trying to add somebody else into the equation. You know, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. I just have to say, though, 21-year-old female, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm only saying this. I'm sure that there's probably instances that are, it would be good, but I just think it's the best to be on your yeah. own. If you're not, if you're not, if you don't have kids and you don't have, you know, you're not stuck with anything, go and enjoy life instead of sitting and getting stuck <clears throat> into a, you know, into a marriage type relationship at the age of 21. I think we grow so much in our twenties. I mean, I, I just, I mean, there's some maturity, but I, I, I come on. If you haven't experienced life and done some things, you need to go out and experience yeah. it. And, you know, don't beat yourself up because you, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to drink to have fun. I think, you know, that's, no. you know, that's something important, you know, remember, you don't need to drink to have fun. You can do other things and you need to go find yourself. You're so young. Go, go enjoy yeah. life. There's so much to do. There's so much out there. You know, you've obviously got some stories because you conquered some alcohol because you've conquered alcohol. So go learn what else is out there. Yes, yes. And you brought up a good point. Don't use that for fun. And, you know, something I've been reading and watching and doing a lot of research lately, you know, alcohol is actually it, it increases our serotonin. And that's the reason why we get this euphoric state when we drink. Right. And that makes us want to go back to that euphoric state. So we basically get our bodies used to that euphoric state and think that we need to be in that in order to be, have fun. And that's not actually true. So we're actually teaching our body bad chemistry, if you understand what I mean. And so it's actually, you know, if you understand a little bit more scientifically about how it affects your body, maybe it would help you understand more of why you need to, you know, have a more, you know, healthy lifestyle, if you will. So, and it will help her make good decisions through her, um, through her life, you know? Um, all right. Well, uh, let's see. Think that we're good on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on SOS Dead Bedrooms. And if you need help with your sex life, your sexless relationship, and you want to send us a message, please do so. Check the link in our bio. Otherwise, thank you for joining us. I'm Stephanie with the Gilfstead and Shiloh with Love Your O. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. And that's a wrap, folks. Thank you for joining me on today's exhilarating podcast of Let's Talk About Sex. If you loved what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, make sure to hit that subscribe button, like, and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Don't miss out on our future episodes packed with even more tips, tricks, and tantalizing discussions. Got something to share or a burning question? I want to hear from you. Send me a message on social media or in my email. Your thoughts and stories and feedback mean the world to me, and I can't wait to hear from each and every one of you.
Remember, your sexual empowerment journey doesn't end here. Keep exploring, keep growing, and keep embracing your fabulous, authentic self. Until next time, this is Stephanie Smith signing off. Stay adventurous, stay safe, and stay sexy.